in a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen. I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period. And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center and Rock 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam And Hulu has really stepped up their original productions. Well, you know what might have something to do with that? George Clooney? Disney just purchased, like, all the... Like, Hulu is now a a Disney-owned, like, service. So they're going to have Disney Plus and Hulu. Mm-hmm. So, Hulu was telling me to watch Catch-22. The Mark Wahlberg? No. Catch-22. No, never mind, Mile 20. Never mind. Exactly. It's not Catch. I'm exactly. Sorry. And this... Show is far better than I had even imagined, but that could be just from a personal aspect for me, and I will tell you why. Un momento. So, a catch twenty two is uh, much. Imagine your corporal clinger, sure, and you want your four F. You want to be tossed out of the military because you're crazy. So here is the catch twenty two in the military, and that is. It's not crazy to want to not fight because you want to protect your personal being and stay alive. Right. But if you say you're crazy, then you must not be crazy because someone who truly is crazy isn't going to be aware enough that they're crazy. Like the direct opposite of I think, therefore I am. Yes. And thus that is the catch 22. So you have, and now I understand why George Clooney was in it, albeit briefly, and uh, it was delicious, as a very mouthy officer. Just very. I, I think it's really impressive that a guy that started out as a side character on Roseanne and starred in one of the most forgettable films in the Batman franchise is now the, like, revered, respected... He's turning into Clint Eastwood. I, I'm just saying, like... Truly. Would you, like... No, I never would have. It, I, I guess it's like, if you saw... Leonardo, seriously. DiCaprio, yeah. if you were like, that kid on Growing Pains, he's going places. He's gonna be amazing. Nope. Anyway, I realized that most of this was filmed in Italy... And working with Sky Italia, another reason why I'm sure Clooney said, well, sure, I'll do it. I won't have to leave the house. Much much the same way they got him to do, like, Ocean's 12. They're like, wait, we're going to vacation where? I mean, shoot a film where? Yeah, vacation. So the novel came out in 1961. It was written by Joseph Heller. This is only a six-episode series. And because it was only a one novel, I don't know, because I haven't seen the end of it, how this is going to be. But first, let me tell you from from the cinematography, it's very deliberate. It is beautiful. When they're in the hospitals, it's the whitest of white sheets. All of the military guys are just what you would expect. I mean, they're prime in the youth or they're quirky and they're it's a little sepia tinged and it's just 
It's beautiful. The soundtrack is amazing. And a song from Rosemary Clooney that I had never heard that was fabulous. So what happens is you have this guy named uh, Yosarian, and he, he just doesn't want to do this anymore. And he is a bombardier. Now, here's where my life comes into play. Mm-hmm. My father in World War II was stationed in Italy. Just like these guys, and the, and that's the, and they flew the European campaign was stationed in Italy and flew over Germany because it was easier to go from there as opposed to the Pacific side. So they were in Italy, flew over, bombed Germany, came back, and that's what this is about. Now my dad was in B seventeens, and these guys are either in seventeens or twenty twos. I don't know my planes that much, but I do know that my father was a bombardier and he was a gunner. And so you see people in these different roles. And Yossarian, who they call Yo-Yo, he is the bombardier. And he just doesn't want to do it. But after George Clooney's character is no longer there, who is the guy that starred in uh, Friday Night Lights? That guy? The the television show? Yes. Or the uh, Kyle... Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler, yeah. yes. Yeah. Kyle Chandler replaces him, and he is... Just he is American and he wants to beat him. And so he keeps raising the number as to how many of these flight runs you have to take. And each time Yo-Yo gets close, like I like one more and then I don't have to do this anymore because they'll switch them out. He raises it five more. And so Yo-Yo keeps going to the doctor saying, what do I got to do? In the meantime, you have the much like in. The Great Escape, uh, James Garner's character was the the one who could acquire anything. You've got to. I, I know we're not talking about The Great Escape, but, but if, what a great if you movie. haven't if you haven't seen it, yeah, you should. Like, just stop and do that. Like it. It stop it right now. Go watch it. Get back to us. It's like find it on on Blu-ray, DVD, video. Come on to my house. Something. I don't just know if it's on it. Netflix, but it's it it is. You will not be sorry that you did. Continue. <laughs> so you have this guy who. He's clearly running some sort of con for himself, but because they're in Italy, he is acquiring all this fresh food, and then he's borrowing a plane with the Kyle Chandler commander characters because he's he's not really following what's going on, but he does know that they're eating better, and now they have sausages, and now they have lamb chops, and now they have this. So there's that going on, and oh, and House is in it, you know. Doctor House. Well, I, it's not the actor's <laughs> name, but yeah, yes, whatever. Your t- House yes. is in it. Yes, uh, and uh, the only woman I've seen has my color hair, so you know they're incredibly attractive. And so there's whole that going on. Now it's being billed as a comedy. I'm not going to say that this is a laugh out loud thing, but there are many funny exchanges. But this is still a World War II TV show, and. For me, it was just that more real because of the enclosed spaces and that I I knew that my father had been through many, many, many situations like this. Many. And so that was just, it made it more interesting for me on a personal level. And because I've been in a bomber such as what they had, it's a very, very tight space that you're in. And when you are the bombardier, you're in a bubble. 
So in this case, it's probably not a B-17 because the 17 I was in, the bubble was on the bottom of the plane, and that's where the bombardier sat, and then they lined up everything and they dropped the bombs. In this case, Yo-Yo is in the front of the plane. Those flying it are above and also in the front, but he's like the nose part of the plane where the bombardier sits. So it's like you're, you know, you just have air everywhere because the glass is all around you. And it's it's got to be, it had to have been claustrophobic. And then you see all the flack and just, uh, it's very well done. And it is entertaining, amusing, and beautifully filmed. I just don't know if it's going to be a running series because, you know, how long can he be trying to get out of World War II, you know? It, yeah, it- <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know how much like you know have people want to hang around in a coffee shop mm-hmm. in New York. You can you can get some mileage out of that. I don't know how many stories yeah. that you can get out of that particular concept. The last scene I saw and I am just through well I'm halfway through. Uh he managed to convince a nurse to just let him hang out in the hospital. And he said if you need the bed I'll move. Just just let me just let me be here for a little bit. And there's a guy in a full body cast and someone is sitting by the body cast guy's bedside and he is the most irritating person on the face of the planet. And so finally, <laughs> Yo-Yo goes for him because you hate the guy immediately. He's got an annoying accent. Everything he says is annoying. Everything is inflammatory. And you can see Yo-Yo's bodily reactions to this guy who won't shut up. So that's the kind of humor you have in this Though I can't say it's laugh out loud, it is funny. For instance, there's a character named Major Major. Major is his first name and last name because his dad thought that would be funny. But the army thought it was his rank. So in order for the commander not to be embarrassed, he made him a major. So he is now Major Major Major. That's that's kind of delightful. But Major Major Major... Is like 22 years old. He doesn't know what a major does. So he has an assistant and he says, so I tell you what to do? Yes, you do, sir. You certainly do, major. I want you to tell people that they can see me after I have left. (laughs) You mean you won't be there? I won't be there, but that's when they can go in and see me. Yes, sir, major, major. So (laughs) you have those kind of exchanges going on and it is truly binge worthy. I just want to watch the rest of it right now. But That's unfortunately, like. you had to stop to do this podcast, yes. which just inconvenienced you from getting to binge, binge the more. thing with that yes. you very want. Your catch 22. Exactly. You there you are. So I do recommend it. It is only six episodes, so it's totally it's not a doable. big commitment. Yeah. And uh, it's just really, really well done. And if Hulu is going to be churning out more of that kind of stuff. Yes. Well, with with Disney's recent acquisition, they've got the money to do it. They sure do. Now. We haven't done our Endgame spoilers show, but I'm going to say right now, you have seen the last episode of Game of Thrones. I have. We have mentioned before how binge-worthy it is. Yes. And we are going to talk spoilers. Okay. And I think as long as as we warn up front, like again, we will be discussing plot details of the show. Of Game of Thrones. It's really hard to talk about a finale without mentioning... Mm -hmm anything in it and seeing as there was such a build-up for this i think if you're a hardcore game of thrones fan by the time you listen to this you've already had a couple of days to have seen it 
So that's on you. And, and on top of that, it set a ratings record for HBO. Like the, uh, what is it? The single single airing record that the Sopranos set for its fourth season in 2002. Mm-hmm. This one broke that. And I'm not adding in like HBO Go, HBO Now, like re-airings of it, because like with that, it goes up to like somewhere around 20 million. But I think it hit like a 13.8, which for a pay cable service is ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. that number, that number is a number you'd be satisfied on a on like a, a regular network. Mm-hmm. Like ABC would like that number. But if you look at how much more restricted, like Having like, you know, an HBO or a show to, or again, it's not free to any. You have to pay to see this. That number is astronomical mm-hmm. and it just it doesn't happen. And again, it's a record that's held for 17 years at this point. Uh, just so spoilers ahead. Game of Thrones. You're listening to Binge or Cringe from High Atop, the podcast center brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry, Jane Ellen, talking to Adam Cravens. So let us commence with the Game of Thrones finale spoilers. I have read a review, okay. which the, the person was just making a review. It wasn't like, I'm so mad about this. Uh, so, so there is that. And I realized that I am obviously more behind than I realized because it wasn't until they said Jamie and Tyrion and Daenerys. Well, I know who they are. I know those people. But these other people. Uh, What's going on with them fools? I guess there's Hodor's not in it. Uh, you know, I I, do you want me to tell you what happened to Hodor? Well, I'm sure it was bloody and horrible. It was it was not. It was actually very touching. Uh-huh. And it, it, it involves some warging like but it was. Genuinely, it was a very sad and like touching moment, and it even it even reveals why his name is Hodor. Okay, and tell me that why is his name Hodor? Hodor, because um, that's all he said, right? As they are trying to get away from some uh, Westerosi creatures, uh-huh. um, he is doing this to save Bran. He is put himself in front of a door, and he is shutting it so that Bran can live. What had happened is. Bran had warged back in time and actually taken, accidentally taken his consciousness out of a younger version of Hodor. Mm -hmm. Hodor is actually what he's saying in the last moments before he dies. And it's mistranslated because he was warged out of it and basically had his consciousness taken by another. Hold the door. Hold the door. Uh And he did it to save Bran. Like it's basically, he's clawed to death. And this entire time, he's been saying, every time you listen to the guy say Hodor, Hodor, you're just like, oh, well, he's repeating his name. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, that they've been telling you since the, he's been saying, hold the door, hold the door. Wow. Hold, like it, one of the most touching and just heartbreaking episodes yeah. of the series. But yeah, that's what happened to Hodor. Like he got, he got a very like just pitch perfect send off. Like. Could could not have went out on a better note. For and for me to recall, Bran is the one initially pushed out the window who Hodor by, carries around. Yes, by his, um, um, Jamie Lannister. Parents. Yeah, is his. the one that's crippled in the yes. first episode. Yes, and those are his sibling parents. Which and, yes. again, the what now? There's those are his sibling parents. No, no. Uh, the one that is pushed out. He is one of the Starks' children. Oh, okay. 
Bran eventually becomes... Yes, the, okay, 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 now I remember. Bran eventually becomes the Three-Eyed Raven. And in what was a a move that I absolutely did not see coming, Bran becomes the king of the, the Six Kingdoms. Like, so, he, I, he, he is in Game of Thrones, Bran won. Well, yes, the, yes, he, he, he won the Game of Thrones. Like, I, in, in, if you would have let me pick the top 25 people, like say in season three, and you would have mm-hmm. said, who's going to win this? I, he would not have been on my top. Now, you know, from just watching, and I really paid attention season one and two, maybe I saw three, but from season two, if you had asked me then, that's who I thought would have, just because of the great lengths that was gone to save him and all of this stuff, and, and he was Ned Stark's kid, and, and Sean Bean, I who mean, I've spoken to. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> Hodor. 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 So um, there, at that point, yes, I would have thought that, but now, that was prior to a lot of Jon Snowage, I know there were a lot of people thinking it was going to be him. Well, I mean, it's even revealed at the, I believe it's the end of last season, um, more or less telling him that he's the target. Like, Jon Snow is the legitimate heir to the Iron Throne. Like, Mm -hmm. he is, if you want to go through, like, the you know, the parentage and the one that should be the first in line for it, this character that they have said pretty much from the beginning is Ned Stark's bastard son. Mm -hmm. The reason why it was... The reason why Ned Stark, who is apparently the only person in Westeros that can keep a secret about anything, mm-hmm. um, his sister had a child with the uh, a Targaryen. He understood what would happen if anyone found out who this boy was. They would they would kill him. And his sister more or less just said, "I I don't want that to happen to my boy. You have to protect him." And then she passes. So. Ned Stark, and he doesn't even tell his wife this. Ah. Ned Stark comes back and said, hey, um, I had an affair with somebody. This is one of my bastard children. She died. Deal with it. We're, we're going to raise him as our own. Ned Stark, through great person, because I guarantee you that's a discussion and, and a bunch of hardship that Ned Stark got to go through that he in no way had earned. Raises the boy as his own. Understands what would happen if anybody ever finds out who who he is? Like, it just makes Ned even better. It, it will it will mark awesome. him from from the grave from seven seasons ago. Like, or at that point six, you're just like, oh my goodness! Not only is Ned Stark the greatest Sean Bean with whom I have had a conversation, it whom and, and I'm betting <laughs> I'm betting Sean Bean is a stand up guy too. Oh, but probably. like yeah. Ned Stark, you're just sitting there going, oh my good! Like, for, first a you thought he was bringing up. Like the, the the his bastard son brought him into his home. You're already like, okay, well, that's a really you know kind of noble. That's mm-hmm. the right thing to do. No, not only that, he he wasn't. Ned Stark never did anything against his wife, whom it is portrayed in the small time they get there that he deeply loves. And apparently, like he did, he did like never never cheats on her. This boy is not his. It's his sister's. It's a it's his nephew, and he is making sure that he doesn't die. Like, that's the reason why they send him to the Night's Watch at the beginning of the season, because he wants to get him as far away from these people so that if anybody ever does find any of that, this out, that his sister's son won't die. So did Jon Snow's biological father even know he existed? I I don't I don't believe so. Not not that I am not that I'm aware, but like th- this is also a, a multi-layered like 
narrative mm-hmm. and I may have missed something. Okay. Like, I mean, it's, it's about like reading like the begat part of the Bible sometimes. <laughs> like when you try to connect who is the, the, the son of who and like this is the, you know, heir to this and the, you know, the holder of the, like it's, th- this is a very complex series. Like, and if you look at the books that they're based on, I mean, they are, they are, they're, encyclopedias Mm -hmm. of information and my understanding is at the end Jon Snow does live and he just walks off to be on his own what basically what has happened there uh Daenerys who has been kind of painted as your hero this entire time um you have finally got the final confrontation between more the the show is called Game of Thrones Mm -hmm. but through its entire run it's basically been Starks v Lannisters Cersei Lannister, uh, who blew up a church in order to wipe out everybody that would have been in front of her in the line for it, basically kills everyone that would have a right to the throne before her that is in um, King's Landing. And Cersei becomes the queen at the end of one of the seasons. Mm -hmm. Cersei is the worst of the Lannisters. Jaime has some redeeming qualities like Tyrion. Definitely the best of the Lannisters. Cersei is just a despicable, terrible person. Um, the I think it's three is three episodes, no two episodes ago, more or less. You finally get to have that Lannisters versus the Starks mm-hmm. come to a head. Like after they've defeated the White Walkers, like they basically said, Daenerys is like, "I'm going to King's Landing. I'm claiming the Iron Throne. I am the Queen of the Seven Kingdoms." And that is Khaleesi. That's the Khaleesi. Yes. yes. Um. Tyrion, like who, you know, used to live there, like has has compassion for like the innocent people that do live mm-hmm. within there because Cersei has said, hey, I'll protect you from these all the these all these foreigners from evil lands are coming and they're going to she's brought them into King's Landing because she thinks, OK, well, they're not going to. So she's anti-immigrant. Um, She paints it that way. Yes, I see. Yes. Um, More more or less like Tyrion has said, OK. If if they will surrender, if I can get them to ring the bells, like these people didn't do anything like they Cersei is manipulating them, but it's not her fault. Like she's the one that needs to pay like she I understand my, my sister is a terrible person. OK, I understand that if you if you need to destroy her, I understand that. But these people didn't do any of that. Tyrion is just basically trying to say, hey, after after we defeat them and we're going to defeat them like we have all of these armies, we've got dragons like they're going down. I, you need you need to call him off. And she's like, yeah, sure. OK, whatever. Um, before all before, like it, it's all said and done, one of her dragons is killed mm-hmm. like they, they it's it's a scar. It's a scorpion. It's basically it's a giant harpoon capable of like piercing dragon skin. Mm-hmm. And she kills another one of Daenerys's dragons, which have been more or less portrayed as her children. Daenerys is not happy about that. One of her closest That's her Aquaman allies, children. Um, one of her closest allies. <laughs> I, uh, I got an eye roll for that. Uh Missande. Um Cersei basically says, You need to surrender. Like they um whenever they attacked like their their fleet, whenever they killed the dragon, they also take one of her closest like companions, allies, been on the show for multiple seasons mm-hmm. at this point. And she's got her up on like the basically a stage. And she's like, you will surrender to me or I'll kill her. That's that's what's going to happen. You can surrender. She'll live. But I'm going to tell you right now, like you may take us out like in a run, but I'm going to behead her if you don't surrender. And like 
Tyrion, like, again, comes on the back, who is the hand of the queen, like, basically her mm-hmm. trusted advisor, and he's just like, Cersei, don't do this. Like, you, you're, you're, you were going to lose. Like, I'm just telling you, like, tactically, you can't win this fight. So she, Cersei, in, in a move that absolutely no one thought she was going to do, um, does not, does not, you know, wave the white flag to Daenerys and she beheads one of her closest at like Daenerys is, you can see the rage like mm-hmm. fueling inside her and the previous episode, which is called the bells. Um, they, I mean, they start mopping the floor with King's landing. Like mm-hmm. they, they have the tactical advantage. They have the dragon, like they have the, they have the better of the, you know, the generals, the war makers. Um, and they finally get them to surrender. Cersei doesn't call it like, and she's not happy about this. But more or less, like, it, it, it happens. And Daenerys stops, like, she perches her dragon, like, on the side of the castle. Like, I mean, they've won. Like, and you're just like, wow, the episode still has a lot of time in it. <laughs> they won that thing. And this next part is what everyone's ticked off about. Yes. They okay. they won this thing fast. What is going on? And you you just start seeing, like, you start seeing Daenerys just getting angrier and angrier. And suddenly you see the dragon jump back into the air and start flying. And Daenerys lays waste to King's Landing. She's already destroyed every boat that they've got. And I mean, she's does not... Does that include Tyrion? No, Tyrion, Tyrion does make it out of this. Yay! Um, does he get a happy ending? He Tyrion is the hand of uh, Bran the Broken. That's okay. that's the name of him as the king. Tyrion does make it out of here, but basically Daenerys burn like she she burns every ounce of King's Landing. She is burning women. She is burning children. She's taking down the castle that's like she brings down like the castle on uh, Cersei. Like she there's nothing left of King's Landing. Like she destroys the great hall where the Iron Throne is like she destroys everything. Mm-hmm. And like I said, and I need to. I need to make sure that I'm I, I'm putting a fine point on this. Women and children, like as well. No one survived. Like I, I mean, you had a couple of survivors. John John Snow starts seeing what's going on, and he's rushing people out of the mm-hmm. city. Um, and wasn't she buddy buddy with him? They were more or less lovers. Or buddy um, buddy, like whatever. he had before before she had found out that. Um, John is the legitimate legitimate heir to the mm-hmm. throne, and not like she would be like second after him but mm-hmm. like this entire time the the show has said this is the this is the heir apparent like and she i mean she's freed people from slaves so john she snow is, in essence is aragorn yeah okay. at, like it john john through great personal law like at one point like he even does the right thing during the night's watch and he is killed for it he's he's brought about through a Essentially, a witch brings him witchery. back to life. Witchery, I see. Um, it's that—that's the short version of it. But like J- John, I mean, he does the right thing to his own like thought. Like he, he will sacrifice whatever he, he has a very, very like um, well-tuned moral barometer. Mm-hmm. John sees this, and again, like he he understands like what's going on, and during all of this. Because Tyrion wanted to try to save um, his sister and his brother because he does he loves them. He understands that they're he has freed Jamie, who is a prisoner of Daenerys. Daenerys finds out after 
And like during during the great, like she's rallying them, just saying like we've broken the wheel here. We're going to free every like. Basically, she just said she had um, we freed the people of King's Landing, and like they're all just like, yeah, that's not what you did. Like, <laughs> I, I'm I'm trying to think of the exact verbiage, but more or less, she's giving a rousing war speech, and Tyrion and John have talked over, and he's like, she's not stopping here, John. Like, I I I I believed in her too. I'm I'm. I'm the hand of the the queen um, confronts her in front of like all of her armies and everything walks up beside her and she goes, you freed Jamie. You're you, like, you, you've disobeyed your queen. Like you're this, this is treason. And he goes, and you murdered a city. And he takes off the, the badge of the hand, like who he's had on there, takes it and throws it mm-hmm. like down the, the stairs. And again, tactically, if I was Tyrion and I had just watched this woman burn a city, like probably the most tactically like it sound sound smart, tactically sa- like like guardable position in all of Westeros, she burned it, literally burned. I don't mean figuratively, with dragon fire, burned it to the ground. Um, she's like, take him away. So John comes and visit him, and Tyrion's basically just like, listen, um. You know, you know who you are. You know what you need to do here. She's not going to stop here. Like, I understand that, like, she freed all these people. And, like, if you look past, like, some of the seasons, we were cheering her when she was doing it. Mm -hmm. But, like, this isn't the first time Daenerys has laid waste. She's a waste player. Yeah. And, I mean, if I had three dragons, three full-grown dragons, I might have two. It wasn't necessarily as out of character, but, like... They have, I mean, she pushed her to this limit and basically Daenerys just said like, I'm not stopping in Westeros. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, 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 I'm going to free the world now. Anybody that stands in my way, they can just, they can deal with me, my dragon and my armies. Mm -hmm. So John, after he's talked to Tyrion and I mean, Tyrion for has always been like, his advice is usually pretty sound. Yes. It's maybe not going to be the thing that makes you live longer. It's maybe not the thing that's going to give you the, the happy Disney ending, but it's always sound advice. And basically he talks to John and he's like, listen, um, you have the power to, to stop it. You know what you've got to do, John. You're the only one that can make this decision. Um, so I'm about to die. Dispatched. What Tyrion dies? Oh, I thought Tyrion. Oh, Tyrion ends up with Bran. Well, he he ends okay. right, but right. like there. at this point, like because Daener- I feel like I'm in the middle of an episode. It feels <gasps> just that long. Daenerys, I mean, has just said he's going to die, uh-huh. and John even John goes to her and just pleads. He's like, "This isn't the way to do it." And he's like, "You need to free Tyrion." She's like, "I can't." He's like, "You can." There, you are literally the most powerful person. You can do this, and she's like, "I can't. I can't show the weakness." Like John. You, you you need to do this with me. Like we can break the wheel. We can reform the, we can reform the world in the way we want to it. And he's mm-hmm. like, who decide? And she, he's like, didn't all those people, didn't all those other people that wanted this, didn't they think they were right? She was like, John, we are, we like do this with me. Like you're, I, I want you to do this. Like with it. Remember that speech in episode three where Anakin's like Padme. We can rule the galaxy. Mm-hmm. I am the most powerful, like really had a lot of echoes of that. I'm just listening to it. And like, basically John is being told 
You can be with, you know, the most powerful woman in the world. You can rule by her side as her, you know, her king. You can ride a or dragon. Her, or her underling. Um, you, you will, I mean, there, there will be nothing that you cannot have in this world. But Tyrion has also made the point, listen, she knows who you are. She knows your parentage. I, unless you think that this is where she's going to stop, like if you ever interfere with her power, he he goes, this isn't the last time she kills. Mm-hmm. And more or less, he's just kind of said like, and she knows who you are. Daenerys is telling him, you know, this is, I want you to do this with me. But she is not backing down from the, the fact that she's not owning up to the fact that, yeah, I, I murdered a bunch of innocent people, but like, I, I have to inspire fear. That's why I did it. Like, and John's not buying the justification. Mm-hmm. And she just she's like, I be with me. Be with me. Like, rule with me. We can do this together. Mm-hmm. So John looks at her and he said, You you are my queen forever and always. And then you hear Ugh. John has buried like a dagger in in her heart. You just start seeing blood dripping yeah. out of and then right after that, you start hearing what's best probably described as the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. That, that sound. Um, Daenerys's dragon finds out kind of what's happening. He's pieced it together mm-hmm. at this point. He comes up and it looks like he is about to just waste, waste. to Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. Instead, melts the Iron Throne. The one that... like. And all the promotional materials, the one that like Sean Bean is kneeling mm-hmm. from in front of whom you've met yeah. in front of uh, the like on the season one DVD set. That's his name now. <laughs> Sean Bean, whom I've met. Um, he uh, it just melts it to the ground, like kind of I, I, I'm assuming it's supposed to be symbolic of the fact that like the Iron Throne is is gone. Um I think the dragon, the dragons are reputedly very smart. I think he understands that he is kind of one of the family. He's not happy with what he about what he's done. Picks up Daenerys in one of his talons mm-hmm. and just flies off. We cut to an undisclosed amount of time later. Uh, Jon Snow has been jailed for uh, for his he murdered the queen. Mm-hmm. Um, d- despite the fact that whatever reason he did it, him and Tyrion are both like. Jailed for this, and it comes. Who's to, left to jail them? The well, uh, her her master of war oh, okay. is still. He's still there. The 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 leader of the Unsullied. He is still there, okay. and they've basically got everybody that's left in Westeros to try to like come here and say, okay, what do we need to do? Like, who who is going to be the leader of the the Iron Throne? Tyrion, like, basically just comes to him and he's like, listen, I've had a lot of time to think. I've been in shackles, you know, eating moldy bread. Whatever. Um, this is what we need to do. And he is the one that says Bran. Bran is the th- three-eyed raven. He knows all of the history. Like, he can see the future. Like, this is the guy that we need. And Bran even states, he goes, well, I don't want it. And he goes, he goes that, and that's why. He goes, you don't crave power. He's like, you don't, you don't want to do this. He goes, we have to do away with the oligarchy. He's like, great kings can have stupid children. This is not, this is not the way mm-hmm. you need to do it. And they all kind of go, and he's like, you know, vote on it. If I'm wrong, whatever. I, I'm sentenced to die. Do whatever you're going to do. All of them agree, yes, Bran is going to do that. And Bran says, basically, then he's like, I'll do this. Um, 
but you're going to be my hand. And Tyrion's like, I do not want to do... I thought I was a wise man. I'm not. I uh-huh. thought... I knew what was right. I'm not. And, and goes, that's why you need to do it. And like, he's basically, he's like, listen, I don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. He's like, for your penance, for your treason, you can, you can do it by setting everything right, you know, for the rest uh-huh. of your life. Um, and all of them go through saying, I, 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 and they finally get to Sansa, who is now the, like John, who was the King in the North and had been res- restored. And I'm using quotation uh-huh. fingers as a Stark son, say legitimized him. Um, he's not a Stark. And basically the, uh, the unsullied are saying Jon Snow will pay for what he's done. So Sansa, who is now head of the North, like she is the queen, more or less the queen of Winterfell, like the head of mm-hmm. Winterfell. She's, she's Elsa. Kind of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, she has basically said, listen, um, nothing bad, no, nothing good ever happens. Like whenever somebody tries to rule over Winterfell, um, I, I think you would make a good king, but Winterfell will remain its own sovereign nation. Mm-hmm. And Bran, Bran grants him that. So but basically, like all of the Lannisters besides Tyrion are dead at this point. Tyrion has made the hand of the king. The last thing you see is him kind of ruling over the the king's council, them figuring out, OK, this thing's burned to the ground. We've got to figure out how to put it back together. Um, the last thing you see of Sansa is them chanting queen of the North queen in the North. Arya has like, they, they ask what's West of Westeros. And somebody brings up the, the point and they go, I don't know. And she goes, I'm going to find out mm-hmm. who Arya is a world-class assassin by the last season. Like some of the most spectacular fight scenes and deaths are this character. It, they, they haven't disclosed a lot about the spinoffs, you're thinking it's her. Um, I, I'm telling you, it'd be a like she's Batman in Westeros, like just like a pickpocket, like tries to like hurt a you know a, a damsel in distress or a man in distress. It doesn't have to be a damsel. You just have her like you know knife them from behind. I'm just saying, like there there is definitely some narrative to be told there. Um, John, funny enough, has been sent back to. Um, to guard the wall, even though there's no more White Walkers at this point. he's He's been made to join the Night's Watch mm-hmm. again. And the last thing you see is him going with the um, the Free Folk um, mm-hmm. that he met in, I want to say, the second or third season. Basically, John gets to go up to the far north and just live out his days kind of the way he wanted. John managed to fall into upper management in every step of it. Like, the bastard son, what is purported to be the bastard son of Ned Stark, sent to the Night's Watch. Basically, the cast, that's where you just send everybody, ends up becoming the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Dies. Like, w- leaves it after that. He's like, my watch has ended. Peace. Goes back to Winterfell. Again, not e- Jon Snow, not even a Stark, is made the, the head of Winterfell and is named King in the North. And he's just like, I can't, I can't win. So like basically like he then he then like says okay well I I swear fealty to Daenerys um you know I'm no longer the king in the north so like he gets rid of that then after he's done that finds out he's the king of the seven kings like guy cannot stop getting better and better titles and, and power and he just doesn't want it so at the end of the entire show yeah that was it you have. All three of Ned's children are alive and well. I think um, his son that died during the Red Wedding, obviously. Oh, well, some, yeah. some of the kids and his wife did not make it. 
but like the surviving Stark children. Mm-hmm. Like so you, they they all they all made it. Tyrion made it, and um and um Jon Snow made it. But you know, when you've got a dragon, I don't see why you can't be brought back. I'm saying. Well, they and again, it's not like her. She wasn't beheaded like Ned. Ned like Ned Stark was dead. Mm-hmm. He was dead, dead, dead. She's been stabbed, and like Jon Snow, whenever he was brought back to life, was stabbed with like twelve different swords. Mm-hmm. If they want to bring her back in a later incarnation or a later book or whatever, Daenerys could potentially return mm-hmm. like there there are mechanisms that exist within the the confines of this universe that would allow that to happen but for all intents and purposes she is not alive now but she's got a dragon looking after her and we know that witches and different stuff like it exists mm-hmm. it's possible for her to come back but she is not um she's not ruling on the iron throne at the end of game of thrones so you were satisfied with the ending? You were outraged? This this is a show that every turn of the way has subverted narrative expectation, character expectation. Like, the thing that you want to happen, that you would just love to happen, you, that would just be your fan service, never happens. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the I, I when when they they beheaded Ned at the beginning of season one, like, and this is before I, I knew exactly what the show was. Like, I'm just like, what did you, you killed the main character. I kept expecting <coughs> it to have been a fake or as it started season two, he's like, ha ha, you know. Every time you think something good is going to happen, something worse. Like the Red Wedding. When you, mm. you're like, oh, the Starks, they're fine. Oh, all oh, those oh. Lannisters are going to get theirs. Like they're, was... they're all just wiped out. Every step of the way, everything you think that you want to, like, Whenever the the Starks lost Winterfell again, like everything has went terribly for all these people. Whenever you would normally st- in storytelling zig, the show is always zagged. Like it has made an entire show about making you expect a thing, make you love a thing, and then pulling the rug out from underneath you. Anybody that thought John and Danny were going to get married and they were going to rule the seven kings <laughs> peacefully for the rest of their days has been sipping too much of the Disney juice. Like exactly. it was, that was never what was going to happen. Somebody either like, and I, again, after eight seasons, I knew, you know, Daenerys is going to turn on John. John is going to have to kill her or maybe Arya kills her. So the two of them did not get to live happily ever after. Like they just, they they didn't like it was it was not going to happen. Um, the thing I've grown to love about this show is like it doesn't give you what you want. It gives you what you need in a story. And that is what that's what has kept people coming back. That's what caused it to grow. Um, Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. That was fan service like that was that was about giving you every it was Christmas. Mm-hmm. Everything. You wanted like you got the cat moment. You like you Iron Man got this like just wonderful. We wonderful, haven't done spoilers yet. I, he gets a wonderful send off. I'm not. I'm not saying anything <sighs> about. I'm just saying it's an appropriate send off for a yes. character that that started. You get everything that you want in that. Like it's like having three Christmases simultaneously. And that kind of storytelling is well, fine, and good. But that's never been Game oh, of Thrones. Absolutely. Now, this leaves two interesting things kind of connected one 
because of the success of this show, tourism in the countries in which it was filmed is booming. Well, I'm just... New Zealand is probably has not been upset about the Lord of the Rings Correct. for you know the last twenty. So years. Croatia and Spain and oh I forget maybe it's Wales, all because they were actual castles. I mean it's not all CGI. Right, right. So those places. What about the pe- dragons? Those are in a zoo. Uh, and okay, all right. That's what I figured. Yeah, yeah, there's no there's no dragons in the wild. In no, not anymore. Uh, so. All those places people are going to, because I can imagine if that's my favorite show, it's like, ah, I'm in front of the castle. I mean, you want that picture. So those places are doing really well. And now that it's been the most watched show on a pay service. Oh, yeah. Set all kinds of records. What's gonna be the next one? And Amazon is hoping it's going to be next year's Lord of the Rings. However, I think, who is it? Is it, um, there's another, Stephen King has done. Yes. That's the other one that they're saying this, and HBO is also um, finished, what is it, his uh, his Dark Materials? That sounds right. Like a, it's a dark, very heavy. Oh, that's right, Dark Materials has Lin-Manuel Miranda in it. And I want to say James McAvoy, yes. I think, is in it as well. Like HBO may have found its successor to, to Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it's hard to predict when something will, like, because Game of Thrones just built every year. It was a phenomenon. And I, I think saying that this will be the next phenomenon, I think that's harder to call than like it may. It, one of these may be the next like fantasy epic. I can mm-hmm. see that. But touching the kind of success and the 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 narrative subversion that this show became popular for, like it's like right after Lost, when all of those shows tried to do the nonlinear mm-hmm. storytelling and like they were canceled after two. Like yeah. it's it's hard to catch this kind of a bottle and like become a part of the cultural lexicon and just have all of those elements. One come does not simply create into, a genius you, or walk into Mordor. Like you, don't, you just don't. Can't. Not, not um, I, I'm interested in all of these. Like a. His Dark Materials, look, it looks interesting. Lord of the Rings, I'm obviously um, interested in. Uh, but I, it's going to be really, really hard to top this. Like, I, I would genuinely say, and like, however you felt about the last season. Like I said, it. I still think they were honest to the, the to characters, the characters. Mm-hmm. for the most part. I knew I wasn't getting a happy ending. Like, And, and that's part of why I, I love... Loved the show as much as I did. Is it? It was. It never gave me what I thought I was going to get. But like, it, it's it's like finding that out of the way restaurant and mm-hmm. this sandwich or this you know dessert or something you've never had. But like, you don't. You, it's not the thing I, I wanted. I wanted pecan pie. Why did you serve me that? Oh my goodness, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Why have I never had this? Why have I not been eating this my entire life? Off with their heads. Yeah, that it's, makes sense. It's it's a. I would I would easily put it in my my top ten shows of all time. Um, I I would have liked it to go out on a higher like Endgame that got to go out on just you, you couldn't have picked a better. I think mm-hmm. it last weekend it just cleared two point five billion dollars. This is kind of a downer. The the Game of Thrones has uh, like it has just had golden like reviews like mm-hmm. it was just the 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 tomato meter like everybody just loved it. And I think people like they came into it and they're just like, oh, like Daenerys, I'm finally going to get to see her rule. And I'm just like, no, 
No, no you are not. You, you listen. I knew that was never the. It was not going to do a pullback shot of like them getting to be like basking in the sun of happiness because they brought peace to the. No, somebody had to pay and say. It, it, at best, at best, we were going to get bittersweet happiness. <laughs> that, that's that was the way it was going to end. And like, if, if you watched the show and you didn't realize that, it's your fault. Like, you can you can dislike it, but like, don't be a toxic fan about it. Like, you can don't don't sign a petition saying remake the. I thought that that's, was ridiculous. That's just because it, let's say I was one of the many writers, producers, creators, actors, any of those people. Let's just throw out a number. 500 people all or whatever sign yeah. all were all worked on that last episode they collectively rolled their eyes you want us to what yeah <laughs> I just, like, listen no, and it's not it's like done. it's not like they replaced the 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 showrunners or the writers in the last two two seasons this is the same guys that gave yeah. you all the rest of that and like I said it's just I think people get so caught up with what they want. And like the the internet, for better or for worse, has given everybody a stupid voice. And like some of the, I, like I said, it, it's not. I, I wanted. I, I was a big fan of Jon Snow. Like I wanted to see John, a good, just man that mm-hmm. always did what's right. That's the guy I wanted to see sit on there. But I knew because I felt that way, it wasn't going to happen. If anything, my love for a character usually dooms them to some kind of either death. Or horrible torture until they die. I was, I was a, after I fell in love with Tyrion second season when he was Joffrey's I'm, hand. I'm so glad. Like that I was he's just alive. like, oh no, they're gonna, oh he's gonna die at the end of the season. My favorite. So, Jon Snow could also be a series. I, hypothetical. I, yeah, I, I don't because he's still alive and he's kind right. of hanging out there. Right. Okay. Interesting. Well. um... I'm glad you enjoyed listening to your spoilers. Uh, yeah, and uh, plenty of them. Oh, plenty of them in there. And I did read some articles about things that were mentioned in some episodes that were just threads left hanging because they were not main stories. They were like, well, "Whatever happened to?" It's like, eh, we don't know. I listen. I, I have seen finales that dropped the ball that did not stick the landing. Uh, X Files come to mind. Just a one of the worst finales. Like, I don't even remember. I'm it. just, and that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's so forgettable. It it answered nothing. Like it just, it was unsatisfying. And the Sopranos just, was that way, satisfying. I found that the, annoying. The, the I I it really feels like they just stopped the tape. Yeah. Like I I would have liked a a denouement or some kind of a crescendo to it. But like it doesn't invalidate the fact that the other seasons were good. Correct. Like. I think like Lost was a it was a satisfying story, but they didn't wrap up the show. Like if there anything, were a lot of loose ends. There. there was there was a tremendous amount. There was a plethora of like this show, while it may not be like the 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 greatest finale that that, you know, just gave everybody the satisfaction they wanted, I think was at least in keeping with the show that we have been watching for the previous eight Nine I think Ned Stark would have been happy, played by uh, Sean Bean, with whom I I, I think um, he would be happier if he had his head. Like I, yes. Truth be told, if anything, he's probably just like, oh, I'm, I'm just, 
I'm so done with this stupid, this stupid kingdom. <laughs> Actually, after what happened to him, he would probably like, good, I'm glad you burned King's Landing to the ground. I don't care. <laughs> what, my kids made it out fine? Yeah, great. Burn it. Burn it. <laughs> okay, well, um, there's a lot of stuff being rolled out because the sort of season on regular TV is kaput by the end of May. So we're starting to get new things on the the other streaming services. So I, for one, am counting the seconds to Good Omens. Because there, there is no off-season anymore. I know. It's glorious. Just glorious. Anyway, I, I'm pretty excited about that. And I know there are more new things coming out all of the time. It's just, if Hulu or Amazon or Netflix doesn't tell me to watch it, I don't always know to watch it. Well, I mean, again... <laughs> Back in the day when there was only three networks and, you know, PBS, it you really could have conceivably watched everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, now you na- Nowadays, I mean, there is just so much of it. Like, if you don't have something, like, say a binge or cringe. Telling we you. We are pointing, a public service. Pointing you, at least in a direction. I'm not saying we're all inclusive or that we cover everything. Or that we should get a key to the city, but... Or we should and we won't burn the city down with a dragon. No, we wouldn't. Maybe with a flamethrower, but have not a, a dragon. Happy dragon. Not a, a happy dragon. dragon. No. Happy. Not dragon. a not a full grown dragon. No, not even. So, anyway, um, you're welcome. <laughs> a public servant. Uh, <laughs> at your service. <laughs> and again, thank you so much for listening. Even though one of my friends said. When they touch their phone while they're streaming our show, it starts over from the beginning each time. So what they're saying is, you can't touch this. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) next week uh, we'll be back. Thanks for listening. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. Starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens is a Hinson Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com. <laughs>